family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey everybody, welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett, Atlanta studio, located in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan to feature businesses uh, in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett camp, uh, County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and that's one of the things we're going to talk a little bit about today. We will touch on that and all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm really happy to have on uh, Judge Carla Brown. She's um, CEO and founder of Canine Pet Rescue. And then Kim Jones, who is her sidekick and director. Volunteer. <laughs> Volunteer. <laughs> she's director of How to Keep Her Straight. Um, but, you know, I think this is something I've been wanting to do for a while is to talk about the uh, Canine Rescue. And, you know, there's, there's so much going on with the canines. There's, there's, in trying to get them rescued, fostered, uh, get them out there, get them places, because people don't pay any attention. They just, they'll take their dogs, they'll just dump them and think, well, that's the end of it. Well, it's not the end of it for the dog, hopefully. And, you know, there's always other people, but there's so many ways that you can deal with something like that. So I wanted to talk about, and canine rest, just, to kind of let everybody know, Canine Pet Rescue is a nonprofit dog rescue organization based out of Gwinnett County, and they specialize in the rescue of German Shepherd dogs from high kill shelters as well as owner surrenders. All dogs received have the extensive vet care as well as physical and mental rehabilitation before being adopted into permanent homes. So, you know, that's, that's quite a challenge, to say the least, is just accomplishing that part of it. Um, CPR, Canine Pet Rescue, it has assisted with the rescue of over 100 dogs already in 2019. Tell us a little bit about what goes on with how y'all get the information, what y'all have to go through in doing a rescue, and just kind of how this all comes about. There's several different ways um, that we take dogs into the rescue. One of the ways that we've really been inundated with this year is there have been many hoarding cases and puppy mill cases in Georgia that I'm sure you've seen on the news. Absolutely. The conditions have just been awful. Um, the dogs that we receive are generally in really bad shape, both physically and mentally. Um, we have taken in uh, a tremendous amount of dogs so far this year from situations like that. Normally, uh, that's not the case, but unfortunately, there have been four situations already this year that we've been dealing with. Um, that's been the majority of the dogs we've taken in this year have come from situations like that, so they've been really difficult dogs to place. 
We also take in dogs from local animal shelters. Um, we deal with all of the area, um, all of the shelters throughout the state, not just Metro Atlanta. And then also owners who for whatever reason are unable to keep their dogs can contact us and we try to take those in as well. Unfortunately, owner surrenders get the last spot that's available um, yeah. because the dogs aren't usually ultimately facing death like they are in the shelters or the hoarding situations. Yeah, and those have really been in the news lately. There have been a lot of stuff on there, and it's just it's horrendous the condition that some of these dogs are in. And I know that brings me up to a point that I, was, that I noticed on your website is not only do you do the German Shepherds, but you have other breeds other than the Shepherds that you all take care of, which, I mean, you have a lot of the German Shepherds shown on your website, but there's just a tremendous number of dogs other than that that you all deal with. There, there are. We don't turn our backs on uh, another breed if it's a breed that we feel like we can help. So, you know, we currently have uh, um, a boxer mix. We a lot of times wind up with Dobermans. I mean, we may have a Chihuahua. You just never know what we might have. But we try to help every dog that we can um, during some of the hoarding situations or some of the neglect situations, cruelty um, situations will wind up taking uh, a large amount of shepherds or malinois or other working type breeds and then there'll be some random other breed in there that that will wind up with as well yeah some of the some of them are kind of strange looking <laughs> when, you, when you get in there and look at them when you see some of the stuff but you know it's awesome to think that a lot of those if not most of them but a lot of them will actually get adopted and it's through the efforts of, of organizations such as yourself and i know you're not the only organization out here doing it that but you know it is a you're probably one of the most active in this area that i've seen and uh doing with the with the the pet rescue there are a lot of organizations in Gwinnett that do a phenomenal job and that's the exciting thing about um rescue and about dogs in general if a family wants a dog they don't have to go looking for a breeder especially in metro atlanta um you can find any breed that you want, even a designer breed. If you look hard enough, you can find it available through rescue. And when you take a dog out through a rescue, you're saving two lives. You're not only saving the life of the dog that you adopt, but you're saving the life of the dog that can then take that dog's spot in the rescue. So I really do encourage people, if you want a dog, look first through rescue and see if you can't find what you want that way. You know, that's an interesting way. I had never thought of that you're, with the two-dog concept. It's not just the dog that you you know adopt that your it allows for you to have room for another one i'd never really thought of that that's an interesting approach to it and you know when you get these dogs i know you've talked about a little bit about the increase but i mean it's way up this year over what it was last year just so far in this year um tell us a little bit about i know that part of it is the puppies uh the disaster it's things they got going on there but there's a lot of people out there that are still working these puppy mills and stuff that you see them on there too there are a lot um the the situation that really put us over the top started out in january of this year there's a situation down in south georgia where there was a breeder with over 400 german shepherds we took 31 uh, out of that group and have wound up with even more since then um, that we've taken in from other groups because they've just been hard to rehabilitate and hard to train and get properly placed. That um, started the year off and then in February, the beginning of February, we had another situation where there was a trainer that was intentionally starving dogs up in North Georgia. He was arrested and charged. Okay, mm -hmm. so we took in 12 dogs from that group 
Um, and we're we're a small organization. You know, we're we're not some nationwide known rescue. We're a Gwinnett County-based rescue. I, I tend to say we're a we're a little group that does big things. Um, and our numbers are generally, depending on how many puppies and litters we have, somewhere between 100 to 120 a year. And we're at that already this year, and it's the beginning of July. Wow. Well, I know that um, with the increase in that, you know, one of the things that I look at is, you know, you talk about being able to go to someplace like what you are, the rescue and, and getting your dog or through the shelters, is, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't want something that's, I, don't, I can't have the papers on. And, you know, I think every young person that, you know, had a dog realizes that the paperwork is there. If you want to breed them, that's fine. But do you, but why? I mean, do you really want to breed them? Chances are, you know, 99% of the people that ever get a pet, they're not out there for buying for breed. They're out there buying because they want a companion and a pet. So, you know, we bought several cats from the, in the past from shelters. And we bought a dog from the shelter. And, you know, that to me was the only way to go. Because I've had a German Shepherd that had the paperwork and all that when I was young. But I look back on it, and, I mean, I loved that dog, but he was stupid. So <laughs> <laughs> caused me to have the only broken bone in my body I ever had, which was a wrist, <laughs> when I tripped over him. But, um, you know, it's really no need to go through all that, you know, for any reasonable person. Absolutely. I mean, I, I understand there are people that want to compete and do certain things with their dogs, exactly. and they may feel like they need to get a registered dog for that purpose. Um, I'm not in, against responsible breeding at all if we didn't have responsible breeders we wouldn't have purebred dogs out there yeah and i've got no problem with it either right but you know for for the average person um there's no need to have those papers most people are going to have their dog altered uh, anyway spayed yep. or neutered anyway and then the papers Hopefully. exactly we hope that they do it uh, cuts down on a lot of issues um you know and then what what good are the papers yeah you can say you know the background but um, it, it doesn't make any difference. You know, when that dog is staring into your eyes and telling you that it loves you and following you around everywhere you go and bringing you your shoes in the morning and taking care of your, your kids when they're tucked in bed and going in and checking on them at night, it, he's not carrying his papers around with him when he's doing all that. Yeah, you see these memes and stuff that come through, and I like the one that says the dog's looking there and says, you know, this guy must be stupid. He has to have me to show him around to get back home. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but, you know, you're talking about a lot of, you know, animals overall. Where do you keep these? How do you do this? What do you, you know, where are they? Well, we have um, a kennel that's located at a property, and there's about probably seven that we keep there on property all, at all times. But then we have a lot of fosters that the dogs go to as well. So, that's one necessity we need is more fosters the more fosters we can have the more dogs we can save and the fosters are great because they actually help I, I foster dogs and it's nice because they can get um they have a good way to to know other dogs we can find out if they're good with animals or kids and we can help develop them a little further to place them into a home well yes now don't you have some land as well that you work with you know keeping the, some kennels on or something or right that's what kennels are referring oh, that to that's what it is right we gotcha. we have a kennel that um we 
b we built in 2011. Mm -hmm. And it's a seven run uh, kennel. It's set up like a commercial boarding facility. It's five feet by 10 feet inside and in an air conditioned, heated, cooled area um, with a radio, of course. <laughs> and then a five by 10 outside. Then we have a big play yard that's fenced in. Uh, the farm where the kennel is situated has great walk-in areas, so um, we have volunteers that come out and walk the dogs multiple times a day on little laps around a pond. They can get in and go swimming if they want to, so it's a really good setup for the dogs. But what they lack there is the true home environment, you know, like Kim and Chad um, foster for us, and they can take a dog, and we have no idea how this dog is going to react to other dogs or how it's going to react to strangers coming in the home or how it's going to react to the UPS man. Or simple things like a hairdryer, a dishwasher. Most you of these. You don't know what it's been through. You have no clue. Right. And unless they get into that home like Kim and Chad can offer, you don't know. And so you can tell an adopter, hey, this is a sweet dog. It's great. We've tested it with this. We've tested it with that. But you don't know everything that you need to know until they get into the foster homes. And that's why they're so important. I mean, foster homes are crucial. They are truly the backbone of a good rescue placement. Well, you all have the need for, <coughs> excuse me, the need for fostering, and then you also have a tremendous need for volunteering. We do. So tell us a little we, bit about that. We, I mean, every rescue needs volunteers. They're, they're also part of the backbone of a rescue organization, and for ours, just the kennel job alone, getting out there every morning and taking care of the dogs, it's a, it's a big ordeal it's seven dogs so you figure just at the kennel place that takes a cup a little bit of time and then you want to love on them too so it's hard to find people that can donate time to do that and if if people don't have the time to to or want to go play with the puppies there's lots of different things they can volunteer for we have events different times of the years that we always need volunteers for we need people to help with social media we need people to help with organization just I mean there's a ton of things that can happen with volunteering and if they want to help they can just call us up <laughs> we'd be more than happy to take anybody pick up a phone give pick me up a, call. a phone give me a call well and while we're talking Kim I know that uh, volunteering fostering and that's all important but probably just as equally if not more important because all of this costs money yes and you can't just you know take care of these dogs and on a hope and a prayer although the prayers do help exactly and a lot of hope goes into it but a lot of one of the things you really need are the donation of funds and uh the donation of uh goods there's two ways that you can donate on this tell us a little bit about the funds and how y'all go about that well you're absolutely correct we do need every rescue needs money and what our rescue focuses on i mean we have vet bills that we take in especially since some of these dogs that come from the hoarding situations and other situations they need a little bit more help than I have a dog right now he had to get four teeth pulled and he's a totally different dog now that he had his teeth pulled he's doing great he was being shy and now all of a sudden he's like hey how are you probably pain there. He, yeah he had a lot of pain and so when we get money when we receive funds we can pay their vet bills we can get food for the foster families to help um, feed them uh, their, you know, their monthly vaccination, or not vaccinations, but their monthly um, heartworm medicine and flea medicines. We also need money to get stuff to do the things for the dogs as well as the upkeep on the location. And when we go to do these events, we have to have, you know, gear to pass out to get the name out there. And there's just a lot of things we need 
the cash for and and it and cash is it's a good write-off i i personally like to donate just because i get a write-off on it and it's a my favorite thing and i use um Amazon smiles a lot too. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but every I love shopping on Amazon. <laughs> it's kind of taken over my life. And y'all are what a five hundred one c three. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that anything that comes into y'all, there goes a little bit of help with you on your taxes. Yes, absolutely. So, and it helps y'all because you don't have to go the other route. But what about the goods? What kind of goods y'all need? I think right now we are in need of. Let's see. Um, I know we need. I was looking at Amazon the other day, and there's we have we have ten new puppies, so we're gonna need puppy toys and stuff for the puppies, as well as even just basic cleaning supplies. Yep. You know, we we go through paper towels like crazy, especially with with ten puppies. So we have a list on Amazon uh, where people our wish list on Amazon. If oh, someone, cool. yeah, mm -hmm. and someone can see on there the things that we need. But, you know, you start thinking about puppy toys. You go to PetSmart to buy puppy toys for one puppy. You walk out of there with a, seriously, <laughs> like a $150 bill. Yeah. Easily, oh, easily, know, like you know. Candy store you well, try doing it for 10 Well, and they it, chew well. up everything. Like, they're, they're puppies, and they're, they're, they're going to chew. So one toy may only last for a day, and then you need another toy. Well, you so. need tougher toys. <laughs> <laughs> I hear yes. we need we have an invention. <laughs> <laughs> we need some Velcro toys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. Um, you 10%. know, ten <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. That there you go. I don't blame you. Go for it. You're going to donate it to. That's the right. I'll just put it back. Yes. <laughs> that works. Um, one of the things I noticed on your website and I thought was really interesting is you've got a thing about myths about adoption, and there's a lot of things that are talked about in there that. You know, I read through it, and I, yeah, you know, I can see where that is commonly thought of as a myth. And just number one myth is I have small children, so I want a puppy. Tell us about why that's a myth. Oh, my gosh. Well. Do you want my notes? Puppies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Puppies chew, just like we were talking about with toys. And puppies don't understand that your child is not, not a, a toy. toy. And it's hard to teach a puppy that a child is not a toy. And so children's body parts wind up in the puppy's mouth. Um, moms tend to get upset when they see their little toddler with a scratch um, that a puppy didn't do because it was mean. It just didn't know any better. And so a lot of times if you have small children, you're better off getting a dog that it doesn't have to be an old dog, but get a dog that's a little bit older, that's through that puppy stage so that you're not having to worry so much about raising multiple toddlers at the same time, especially German Shepherds. You know, people have a misconception that when they get to one, they're an adult. My personal German Shepherd is seven, and I'm still waiting on him to grow up. Um, he's not mouthing anymore, he doesn't chew, but he still has plenty Full of energy. Oh my goodness, yes. Lots of energy. Lots and lots of energy. So yeah, um, getting a dog that's a little bit older so that you don't have to worry about um, your kids so much when the kids are tiny it's it's a win-win situation for everyone well and I can personally attest to that because the shepherd I had I had it for several years and I don't think it ever grew up totally out of the playful stage I mean I've seen shepherds that were 10 12 years old and still want to jump around like they're mm -hmm. six months old yes. mm -hmm. I wish I had the energy <laughs> so but um, <laughs> to even to play with them I wish I had the energy but um, and you know You've already talked about uh, that it's better to get a puppy when an older dog, with an older dog, you never know what you're getting. That's one of the myths. 
is it really better to get a puppy or do you really need that calm older dog that's kind of settled in and somebody's already gone through all the problems or well, at least identified them right and sometimes with a puppy you don't know what you're getting people think oh, i get a puppy i can raise it up the way i want well yeah. puppies are just like children you know you look at uh, a, a child who's been raised up in a family and given every opportunity in the world that he or she could be given and they still go out and, and get into trouble and preacher's daughters yeah. preacher's sons, <laughs> you know so it's it's not always what what you can do i hear a lot of you know i have a cat so i need to get a puppy well that doesn't that nec- for you? <laughs> yeah that doesn't necessarily mean when you raise that puppy that it's going to be good with cats um if you get an adult dog that we can test and say hey look it's great with cats it didn't um, eat the cat it didn't eat the cat it didn't eat this particular <laughs> cat, cat. That's yeah. <laughs> the cat uh, didn't eat the dog <laughs> right oh that's funny i've seen some cats that would make dogs run uh, just to look on them uh, how about if you train your dog right you'll stay in the backyard without a fence yeah, that's a that's a nightmare right there. You know, or you can even tag in there. I can put up an electric fence, and they won't run yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> there's well. a lot of people who ask us, "Do I have to have a fence to adopt?" And it's kind of funny. I mean, we love for people to have fences because you can get out and throw a ball and really exercise the dog, but you can also throw it out there and try to leave it. And if you don't have a fence, you're forced to go out and exercise your dog. Um, shepherds are not good dogs for someone to expect to leave in a backyard i don't think any dog is but especially a shepherd that it literally wants to be with you everywhere you go you will never go to the bathroom alone again amen if you have right (laughs) or in the shower they like to come in the shower and make sure you're okay well they need baths too yeah they do they need baths too (laughs) but people think oh yeah i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna leave it out there and it's gonna protect me well how is it going to protect you from the backyard number one you know, it needs to be inside your house if it's going to protect you from someone that's coming inside your house. But they want to be with you. We call them Velcro dogs for a reason. They want to be right next to you, and they want to be your best friend. They don't want to be your best friend left alone in the backyard. Um, if you leave a dog alone in the backyard, whether it's a shepherd or something else, they're generally going to find a job or something to do. And always they will say, find something to keep occupied. They will yes. find something to keep occupied. And shepherds need jobs. And if you don't give a shepherd a job, he's going to go out and find his own job. And you are not going to like the one he gives himself. Oh, yeah, China is really not that far away. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, yeah, I know that, uh, you know, that brings us kind of to a point where a lot of people don't think about. And we're in this business of security. That's what Paradigm does. And. One of the things that I that I believe is that having a dog, you don't have to have a dog trained for security purposes. Having a dog is an element of security in your home. If nothing else, they bark like hell when yeah. you got somebody around that you don't know or anything like that. Absolutely. And if that dog doesn't know them, chances are you don't either. Yeah, it's a deterrent. Absolutely. It's a, it's a good deterrent. I always tell my husband, nobody's going to mess with us. We have, you know, sometimes three or German Shepherds at a time. Yeah, they just look at the German yeah. Shepherd and say, ah, let's go to the next house. Yeah, yeah. They hear that bark, and they want to keep going. It doesn't have to be a German Shepherd. Like you said, any exactly. dog, any kind of noise that they hear, they'll be like, eh, I don't know if I want to go in there. So I've seen chihuahuas that keep you out of yards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> only ankle, dog I'm afraid Latin, of is little a chihuahua. Ankle, little ankle biters. <laughs> Those are the kind that you can't, even, you can't even kick away from you. They just latch <laughs> on, and they're there. So, but, um, yeah, and it, it's a big security thing. Uh, I think that you know, regardless of the dog, regardless of the breed, just having a dog there, and especially when they reach that connection with you, that they feel that protective status, 
And it's not a protective status where they're just going to bite people. It's just a protective status where they know if you're friendly with them, they're friendly with them. A, a dog can sense the fear, oh, yeah. and they can tell very much, and they're very protective of the of their owners and uh, family members. I've seen that firsthand. Um, how about German Shepherds? Well, we talked about German Shepherds don't stop being puppies around a year old, so we talked about that one. Um, I want a dog without dominance issues, so I want a female. Uh, any oh of you married guys? Any of you married guys out there know that was a myth. <laughs> so tell us about that one. Uh, my female is in charge at the house. She likes to be in charge. She does it, and she does it sneakily. She's she's not. You don't think she's in charge until you watch her in action. And boy, she knows how to put those dogs in her place. Like, nope, you can't have that. It's mine. Oh so, yeah, wives are the same way. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know how to do it through the through the mind control. <laughs> yeah, it's all in the presentation. There is uh, the the technical term for a female dog, as we know, is called a bitch, and yep. there is a reason, reason for, for that. that. Um, well, actually, they there's are, a reason it carries over, but go ahead. They are they're <laughs> very possessive yes. dogs. They are very strong-willed, and I've had both male and female German Shepherds, and I have found the females to be much um, more difficult in terms of just being a, an all-around. Nice way to put it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and they can be great. I mean, there there are people that have laid back females and have socialized them properly and worked with them properly to make them really good dogs. Um, I mean, males and females both are, are great, but uh, I definitely wouldn't agree with the assumption that a female is going to be a less dominant. Well, dog. You know what they say about assumptions. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, and that's very true on dogs. Um, Oh, that's, this was an interesting. I really didn't even read this one. I hadn't gotten to it yet. White GSDs are mutants. Is that true? A white German Shepherd is not a preferred color of the breed, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. And people tend to have a belief that because they are not a um, approved color of the breed, uh, that therefore there must be something um, wrong mentally or physically. And that's just simply not true. Um, it's just like people come out in all different shapes and sizes and hair colors. It's a Dogs genetic. are the same way. It's genetics. Yeah, that's, that's it. Well, I could go on forever talking about um, about the pet rescue, about um, even the myths and stuff, because I've, I've got a lot of them. Y'all have it on your site that I could come up with that people believe about German Shepherds that aren't true. But let's move to the if somebody wants to get in touch with you, whether it be for donating money, whether it be for volunteering, uh, whatever they want to do, it might be for an adoption. Uh, how would they do about that? Websites, telephone numbers? Yeah, the best way for somebody to get in touch with um, Canine Pet Rescue is through our website, um, www.caninepetrescue.com. But we also have a Facebook page, and um, I think we are working on more social media outlets, so we should be running our Twitter and instagram a little bit more soon mm -hmm. so keep an eye out for that but definitely go to the website um, we have a director sean richardson she's great she will she gets on and answers questions as well as myself and anybody else um, you can even just message us and we'll get back to you on that it's a and it's also good because you can see all the dogs <laughs> well i've been to your website and it is a good website uh, and it was real easy to find uh, it's not often you can find the name of something with a dot com on it as easy as Canine Pet Rescue, 
but it's really a good site. It gives you a lot of information. Uh, it gives you a lot of ideas of, I mean, your dogs are cool looking on there. Yeah. And I we love have a great photographer. He does I, love a great I love shepherds anyway. It's probably my favorite dog. But Our Facebook page is super active. Yes. Too. We have, yeah. and adopters will post pictures of, you know, their dogs in the home and um, we post the dogs and people will comment about different descriptions of, oh yeah, I spent yesterday afternoon with this particular dog and give us uh, information about it. So. Well, all of that is going to be out there uh, soon. We'll be pushing it out ourselves. I know y'all be pushing it out on, on this interview on Facebook and all of that. Uh, I want to take a moment. I want to tell y'all, thank y'all very much for being here. Uh, this is just, you know, dogs need security too. Yeah. You know, what can I say? I it's, it fits right into my my security deal. But and one of the things I want to mention about our is our there's our sponsor, Sosby's Garage. Uh, if anybody is interested in finding someone that can work on their cars and is truly honest. I mean, really honest. He'll tell you that you don't need something as quick as he'll tell you that you do. Uh, contact Sosby's. Uh, they're at 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville, Georgia, 678-825-2127. Uh, John, the big old boy, he'll take care of you in a heartbeat. But um, really want to say thank you again for coming on uh, to Carla Brown and to Kim Jones. Thank you so much uh, for having us. I think that this is... Uh, very important to cover so so thank you all for joining us on case in point presented by paradigm security services remember you can join us live every wednesday at 11:30 in the morning or you can listen to our show anytime you want including uh, judge carla brown and kim's this one on businessradiox.com clicking on gwinnett studio and then click on case in point join us next week at 11:30, when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and business-related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my kid, my guests, Carla and Kim. And for our producers, Mike and Trey, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.